Welcome to the podcast. I'm Giles Stevens. It's a joy to have you with me today. And the purpose of this podcast is literally to help you to fly higher, go further and achieve more in your life, to help you to live the elevated life. And I know you're going to enjoy today because I'm going to be talking about how there's power in your mouth. It's incredible how we tend not to remember this or realize this. You're going to see today that really you're in control of your future by controlling really what comes out of your mouth. So tune in. I know this is going to be really directional and very, very helpful to create a better future. God bless you. Well, I'd like to welcome you all once again in the grace and the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today I'd like to share about how there's a miracle in your mouth. You know, our words have creative power. When we say something, we're actually giving it power to come to pass. It's one thing to believe that you're healed, but it's another thing when you actually speak out and say, I am healed. That's the thing that releases healing. You know, in 2 Corinthians 4 and 13, the scripture says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. You see, the two things need to go hand in hand. To be saved, you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And that's the thing that brings salvation power into your life. So too with all the other blessings of God. And so I'm asking you today to believe that you are under the unmerited favor of God. Scripture says that the spirit of faith is in our words. It's important that you believe believe that you are blessed, favored, that angels are working for you. But remember this, nothing happens until you speak. I believe that's why I spoke. You see, the miracle is actually in your mouth. There's healing in your mouth. There's freedom in your mouth. If you're fighting an illness, it's easy to talk about the medical report, uh, about how bad everything looks, uh, about it will never, it will never get better. However, when you speak of those things, you create a worse situation. You might get sicker, you become more defeated. You need to change what you're saying in order to see the improvement that you're desiring. Listen to the instruction that the Lord gives through the prophet Joel in chapter 3 and verse 10 of his book. The scripture says there, Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears, let the weak say, I am strong. Wow, does that not sound like a contradiction? And yet this is God's way. This is God's way to bring in his presence, his power, his glory, his blessing into your life. There are people who say, no, this is just positive confession. No, this is the biblical way. It's the way God has determined uh, that we preach the word to people, and that's when they hear it and they repeat it. They say, I believe or amen. That's the thing that seals the promise into their own lives. God's word says, let the weak say, I am strong. It doesn't say, let the weak talk about their weaknesses or let the weak call five friends and discuss the problem. I'm not saying that you should deny the facts, but I am saying that you should simply say what God says. Your report should be, God is restoring my health. The number of my days he will fulfill. Let those words come out of your mouth. You see, there are miracles waiting to be released, but you need to open your mouth. Some say, 
I will overcome this addiction. I'll, I will testify to everyone uh, when I'm free. But actually, you need to tell them first. Every day you need to declare, I'm free. I'm clean. This addiction does not have control over me. Every time that you say that you are free in the spirit realm, the chains are broken. Hallelujah. Keep talking and you will become what you are saying. You are prophesying your future. So here's the first thought I want to share with you today. You need to speak before it happens. You know, when David faced Goliath, a giant twice his size, it wasn't by chance that he looked at the enemy and he said, today I will defeat you and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. That's in Samuel 17 and 10, uh, 45. To 46. Hallelujah. You see, he wasn't just being positive, but he understood this principle. The miracle was in his mouth. So he had to release the victory before he saw it. He spoke about it and then he saw it. Okay. If, however, think with me, he had said, look how big this giant is. I don't have any armor. He's completely covered from head to toe. Uh, I'm not qualified. I'm not trained. I'm not equipped. I don't have a chance. If it had spoken in terms of defeat, we wouldn't have known who David was today. If he had only thought positively something like, I believe I can do it, I believe I have potential, he still wouldn't have defeated Goliath. He needed to say something. He needed to say, I am going to strike you down, Goliath. You see, you may have a giant in your way, maybe a giant of debt, depression, illness, but like David, you need to declare to this giant, I'm going to strike you down. You're not going to stop me from my destiny. The powers that are for me are greater than those that are against me. God's word says that if two or three agree on anything they ask according to God's will, it will be done for them. You see, there's power in agreement. But what is interesting here is that David had no one to agree with him. His brothers looked at him and thought that he was too small, too inexperienced. Even his own father saw him as the least of all his brethren. King Saul, as well, didn't think that he had a chance and even tried to give David his own armor. No one was there to encourage him and say, hey, David, you can do this. We believe in you. You see, there are times when you too won't be able to find anyone to agree with you. But I've learned that actually you can come into agreement with yourself. You agree with yourself and you come into alignment and you start talking in terms of victory. Then even if others don't agree, because you're in agreement with yourself, you're going to see giants defeated too. So don't be discouraged that there's no one else encouraging you or that no one else is seeing things as you see. Sometimes God puts things in our hearts that other people don't understand uh, because they seem too big and too impossible for other people to do. And so they project that onto us. And instead of encouraging you, they'll do the exact opposite. When David went out to face Goliath, the entire Israelite army and the entire Philistine army were watching uh, there was a teenager with no military training, no experience, a small young boy in front of everyone. This little boy, this young teenager, he had the audacity to say with confidence, Goliath, I will strike you down. Scripture says that some scoffed and other ridiculed. Even Goliath laughed and said, am I a dog that you come with me with sticks? Uh, see, the people around you may not see the greatness in you. They'll judge you by your appearance, your size, your experience, your background, your, your race, your education. But don't let them diminish or extinguish what God has put in your heart. Do as David. 
Keep declaring victory despite what the pessimists say. Hallelujah. Continue to declare your vision despite what the experts have concluded. Don't let their negative words stop you from speaking words full of faith. Hallelujah. My second thought is this. We give life to what we speak about. So you need to watch out. If you start to speak negatively, agreeing with doubt, talking about how big the problem is, you're bringing the wrong things to life. You see, your words can prevent you from reaching your destiny. The angel of the Lord appeared to a man named Zachariah and told him that his wife would have a baby. He was surprised because they were too old to have children. Then the angel, then he said to the angel, are you sure? I'm very old and so is my wife. Yes, Zachariah, said the angel, huh? but it will happen. But because you doubted, you won't be able to speak until the child is born. That happened in Luke chapter one. You see how powerful words are. God knew that if Zechariah kept talking about defeat, it would prevent the miracle from happening. God has placed dreams and promises in your spirit that may seem too big, impossible, but don't do like Zechariah. Talk about the miracle, not the impossibility. Dare to declare what God has said to you and about you. Perhaps you're facing an illness and there are no signs of improvement. So you're exactly really where Zechariah was. You ask, you're saying, how can this happen? See, when dreams seem impossible and the odds are against you, it's easy to become negative and to be tempted to dismiss them. Okay, there are times when thoughts of doubt come to our mind, but refuse to declare them. Open your mouth and speak God's promises instead. You've probably heard the story about how the fact that, uh, you know, you can't stop a bird landing in your head, but you can certainly stop it making a nest. So too with negative thoughts. They might come your way, push them off as quick as possible. It can happen at times that you're saying the right words, you're declaring in faith, but nothing's happening. There's no sign that you're improving. So God's word says that we must keep the confession of faith steadfast. And that means continue doing it, continue saying it until it comes to pass. It means that something will try and take that confession away from us, that promise away from us. So we need to stand steadfast on the promises. Let's read Hebrews 10 and 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he has promised is faithful. See, you gotta hold fast. You gotta hold on to what? Your confession, okay? Something, powers that be are gonna try and stop you speaking out the promises. You might feel the pressure. You might feel a sensation. You might have people all around you. What they're trying to do is knock you off your confession. Scripture says, Hold fast, stand strong in that moment without wavering, okay? Don't say one thing and then another, cancelling out the positive thing you said, okay? Why? Because he who is promised is faithful. He will bring it to pass. Some seeds, as we all know, okay, they produce uh, plants and fruits that uh, come about very quickly, but others take years. Keep holding on, hold steadfast to your confession. It's like a tug of war. The enemy is on the other side, trying to keep us from what God has put in our hearts. You may be in debt, but keep talking about abundance. He says, you're going down. You say, no, 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 I'm going to prosper. You may be in trouble, but keep talking about favor. See, the devil says, oh no, your life is not going to add up to anything. And you reply, no, I'm the head 
and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. You see, it may be that you still uh, feel addictions in your bodies, but keep talking about freedom. Keep saying, I'm free by the power of Jesus Christ. The anointing has set me free. Every time you declare victory, you're getting closer to your miracle. Every time you say, I'm blessed, you're moving towards that abundant favor that God has for your life. So keep your confession firm. Hold it fast. Here's my third thought that follows on. Our words are seeds. When we say something, those words take root and start to grow. In Proverbs 13 and 2, the scripture says, you shall eat the fruit of your lips or of your words. See, fruit doesn't necessarily ripen overnight. It takes time. You'll see eventually what you are saying, but it takes time. So the question is, are you planting good seed? Are you speaking faithful words about yourself, about your dreams, your children, your health, your finances? You've got to keep speaking those things out regularly. You need to speak as if it were a reality already, not as if it was going to happen someday in the future, uh, in the by and by. Don't say, I'm going to be healed someday. Say, Lord, I thank you because I'm already healed. Don't say, one day I'll be blessed. Instead say, I'm blessed. I'm already blessed. I'm prosperous. I'm favored. I remember many years ago when I was doing a evangelistic campaign in the center of London in my big tent, I had a guy come forward who was using these crutches and he was crying out to the Lord. He stood in the prayer line for healing. He was crying out to the Lord and he would say, please, Jesus, please, Jesus, please, Jesus. I was praying for people in the line. I could see him coming or I could hear him before I got to him. I prayed for him and he was crying, please, Jesus, please, Jesus. I declared you're healed in the name of Jesus Christ. And he kept saying, please, Jesus, please, Jesus. I went on to the next person and uh, prayed for him and the next person prayed. And he was still there saying, please, Jesus, please, Jesus. You know, something kind of got inside of my spirit. And I went back to that man and I said, brother, stop saying please and start saying thank you. Because thank you shows that you believe. So instead of crying out, please, Jesus, he started saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank I tell you what, as he declared thank you, it was visible to all of us who were there. Suddenly the power of God came on him. He was started up, started off saying thank you gently, but soon he was crying out, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And suddenly he was shouting, and suddenly he was jumping, and suddenly he was dancing, and he was completely healed and free. And he went back to his seat without those crutches. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, your words are your seeds. Hallelujah. When you declare that one day you'll be blessed, you're sowing the wrong kind of seed. The fruit of those words is lack and insufficiency for today. So you need to begin to declare, I am surrounded by the favor of God right now. Goodness and mercy follow me every day of my life. Today, tomorrow, and the future. Blessings are going to catch up with me all the time. Amen. If you do, Get ready to enter doors that you could never open before. Hallelujah. Let's read in Psalm 35 and verse 27. The scripture says, Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Wow. What a wonderful scripture. I know religious people don't like it, but there it is in the Bible. God has pleasure in our prosperity. Hallelujah. But how does that come about? When we say continually, 
let the Lord be magnified. Amen. You see, we must continually say that the Lord is pleased to prosper us, and then you'll prosper. We can only say such a thing if you're convinced that, that the Lord is pleased to give you such things. You see, we always need to say, God takes pleasure in prospering me. New doors are open. I'm strong, healthy, full of energy. My children are inf influential in their generation here on earth. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. When you say those things continually, then you're releasing miracles in all of those areas. Now, my fourth thought is this. If you don't say anything, then nothing will happen. Let's look at another psalm here. Psalm 91 and verse 2. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Hallelujah. And then, dropping down to verse 9 and 10, the scripture says, Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Okay? Because you have made the Lord, because you have said, one of the translations is, because you have said of the Lord, okay, who is my refuge. Uh, and here he is at the beginning of the psalm saying it. Because you've said it, he makes it. Hallelujah. It comes to pass. And that means if you don't say it, it won't happen. The promise is on the page of the Bible, but it doesn't happen to you. You've got to say something. When you say something, you make something. Something supernatural happens. It occurs when you say, Father, thank you because you're my protector. Thank you because you're my provider. Huh? You're my healer. You're my way maker. You're my pathfinder. Thank you that you are bigger than my problems. When you say that, then the Lord works for you. You see, words are powerful. And God's word, if you remember, it declared, tells us that Mary became pregnant by a word from God. In Luke in chapter 1, we read that an angel appeared and said to her, Mary, you're highly favored. You're going to conceive. You have a baby without being with a man. And he will be the Messiah, the Son of God. You see, when God wants to create something, he doesn't use things. He actually uses words. Scientists can't understand that. But that's how this world began. It was made by the word of God. Hallelujah. And even today, it's upheld by the word of God. Now, Mary could have looked at the angel and said, no way, nothing like this has ever happened before. But instead she said, behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, may it be unto me according to your word. You see, she simply agreed with God. She used her words to confirm what she had just heard, not to debate with what was promised. When God puts a promise in your heart, just agree with it. Don't debate it. When scripture says, by your stripes we've been healed, by your wounds, uh, my wounds have been healed, don't debate that. Just agree with it. Uh, yeah, you might say, well, I don't feel healed. The, the medical report says differently. But do as Mary did. Say, Lord, thank you that I am healed. According to your word, may it be done unto me. Hallelujah. See, God's promise is that you're the head and not the tail, that you're above and not beneath. Don't question that. Just say, Lord, thank you for giving me this wonderful position, these wonderful privileges. 
Thank you for giving me more than enough. Thank you for blessing me so much that now I can be a blessing. It's not complicated. Just agree with God. You see, you can't talk about defeat and win. You can't speak about necessity and have abundance. You can't talk all the time about illness and be healthy. A miracle, my friend, is in your mouth. You know, in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says that the land, the earth, was formless and empty. God said, let there be light. And then there was light. That was on the first day of creation. But it was only on the fourth day, if you remember, that God created the sun and the moon. And that means for three days, and no matter if you believe it was a literal 24-hour day or a thousand years, but for three days, there was light without the sun and without the moon. See, when God speaks, his words are so powerful that things will happen even when there's no explanation. How can you have light without a source of light? God is supernatural. When he says things about your life, you might not be able to explain them, but they are already happening. Hallelujah. God will say things into your heart that might not make sense to your mind. One of your thoughts will say, hey, there's no way that that can happen. You know, yeah, uh, there's no way I'm going to get well. Uh, there's no way out of this situation. But do like Mary. Hallelujah. Agree with God. He can give you light without sun, water without rain, healing when there's no source of medicine. If you agree in your spirit with what God said about you, and not with what your mind thinks, then it'll do unusual things that you can't explain. This is God giving you light without sun, making things happen, even when they could not have happened in the natural. And here's my final thought. You need to talk to the rock. Let me explain. You'll remember that when the Israelites were on their way to Canaan, they were in the desert and had no water to drink. And then God told Moses to take out his staff and strike the rock. When he did that, water gushed out without any explanations. Difficult for our minds to understand. But there in the middle of the desert, they suddenly had clean, fresh water. 39 years later, they were still in the desert in the same situation without water. But this time, God told Moses to speak to the rock. But he took his staff and did, the, did it the old way. He struck the rock instead. Now, we read that water came out, but God said that because he disobeyed and didn't speak to the rock, he would not enter the promised land. Now, this event is symbolic. The first time that God told Moses to strike the rock points to the old covenant in which people needed to work to get God's blessing. They needed to keep all the laws and have all the sacrifices to cover their sins. If they didn't meet all of these requirements, they couldn't be blessed. The second time, God told Moses that he should speak to the rock. And this represents the new covenant, the one in which we live now. You see, Jesus is the rock from which the water of life flows for salvation, healing, freedom, abundance in any and every area of your life. Hallelujah. Once Jesus was crucified, the rock uh, has now been wounded or struck. Hallelujah. That's already happened. He doesn't need to happen again. He's been wounded for our transgressions. Okay. He was chastised for our peace. Okay. God struck him on the rock and from on the cross. And from that place, living water flowed. But now we don't need to strike the rock anymore. We don't need to crucify Christ again. The price <clears throat> has already been paid in abundance. Hallelujah. 
Now, we don't have to try and work to get blessed or work for our salvation or try and be good enough to earn God's love and forgiveness. You see, the new covenant isn't based on works, but on grace. You don't have to hit the rock. All you have to do is speak to it. Hallelujah. All you have to do is open your mouth and declare your healing, declare your freedom, declare that your dreams are coming true in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And that releases power to make them so. Jesus said that if you had faith as small as a mustard seed, you could still, you could speak to a mountain and send it, cast it into the sea. Hallelujah. Nothing will be impossible for you. You see, you're now no longer living under the old covenant in which you have to strike the rock in order to make things happen in your life and your own strength. No, we're living under a better covenant with better promises. And in this new one, all you have to do is literally speak it out. Talk to the rock. Maybe you've worked hard, doing everything possible to make things right and to get ahead, but life is still a real struggle. But if you now just start speaking to those things that are stressing you, speak to those mountains that are in front of you, you're going to find that actually even those hard areas of life, out of them, they're gonna, it's going to flow water. Your life is now going to go with the flow. It's going to be effortless. You're going to see the grace and the favor of God going before you, opening doors, making a way for you. So what the Lord tells us is that the price has now been paid. Hallelujah. You have to, you've been blessed and favored already. And situations which you've worked and failed to see changes will now begin to change in a supernatural way. What has promised you is on the way, my friend. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today, healing is on the way. Promotion is on the way. Advances, ideas. You're so close to your miracles. Hallelujah. I'm prophesying to you as I wrap up today. Things you've been believing in. Good deals, new contracts, having your own property, business uh, development. It's on the way. Hallelujah. I speak of promises that have not yet been fulfilled in your life. Of dreams that you perhaps thought were dead. There will be a revival in your future if you just open your mouth. New relationships are coming. New opportunities. New levels for you. Hallelujah. There's a miracle in your mouth. So just agree and declare with what God says about you. Boldly declare, I'm blessed, I'm prosperous, I'm healthy, I'm free. I have the favor of God. My children are blessed and highly favored with God and man. Speak it out. Speak out that your family will fulfill its destiny. That your dreams are coming true. That new doors are opening. That problems are being removed. That you are excited about your future. Hallelujah. Say out with a loud voice, I will become all that God has created me to be in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I know as you speak it out, God's miracle power is going to flow in and through your life and make those dreams and those promises come to pass. Hallelujah. And if you believe that, then shout out now. Amen. And God bless you. Well, once again, thanks very much for listening. I know you that you've been much empowered by this teaching and that you're going to practice it. That's the key thing to put into action now what you've learned and remembering that really everything you say is creating a reality in a future for you. So go for it. You can believe for good things. You can declare good things. And I know good things are going to come your way. God bless you until the next podcast and next week.